Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled The Blessings and the Curses. It'll be focused on the study of Deuteronomy chapter 28. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And as we see in this scripture, how you promised your children that if they followed your word, you would inundate them with blessings of all kinds. So Father, we know that blessings lie in staying within the confines of the word of God. May you help us to stay within that hedge that you've placed around us and not step outside of it with our own fleshly ideas, but to follow what you've prescribed for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Chapter 28. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee, and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself, as he has sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God, and walk in his ways. And all people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Cursed shalt thou be in the city, and cursed shalt thou be in the field. Cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. 
Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke, in all that thou settest thine hand unto for to do, until thou be destroyed, and until thou perish quickly, because of the wickedness of thy doings, whereby thou hast forsaken me. The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee, until he have consumed thee from off the land, whither thou goest to possess it. The Lord shall smite thee with a consumption, and with a fever, and with an inflammation, and with an extreme burning, and with the sword, and with blasting, and with mildew, and they shall pursue thee until thou perish. And thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass, and the earth that is under thee shall be iron. The Lord shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust. From heaven shall it come down upon thee, until thou be destroyed. The Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them, and flee seven ways before them, and shalt be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. And thy carcass shall be meat unto all fowls of the air, and unto the beasts of the earth, and no man shall fray them away. The Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt, and with the emeralds, and with the scab, and with the itch, whereof thou canst not be healed. The Lord shall smite thee with madness, and blindness, and astonishment of heart, and thou shalt grope at noonday, as the blind gropeth in darkness, and thou shalt not prosper in thy ways, and thou shalt be only oppressed and spoiled evermore, and no man shall save thee. Thou shalt betroth a wife, and another man shall lie with her. Thou shalt build an house, and thou shalt not dwell therein. Thou shalt plant a vineyard, and shalt not gather the grapes thereof. Thine ox shall be slain before thine eyes, and thou shalt not eat thereof. Thine ass shall be violently taken away from before thy face, and shall not be restored to thee. Thy sheep shall be given unto thine enemies, and thou shalt have none to rescue them. Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people, and thine eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long, and there shall be no might in thine hand. The fruit of thy land and all thy labors shall a nation which thou knowest not eat up, and thou shalt be only oppressed and crushed alway. So that thou shalt be mad for the sight of thine eyes which thou shalt see. The Lord shall smite thee in the knees and in the legs with a sore botch that cannot be healed from the sole of thy foot unto the top of thy head. The Lord shall bring thee and thy king which thou shalt set over thee unto a nation which neither thou nor thy fathers have known. And there shalt thou serve other gods, wood and stone. And thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations whither the Lord shall lead thee. Thou shalt carry much seed out into the field, and shalt gather but little in. For the locusts shall consume it. Thou shalt plant vineyards and dress them, but shalt neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worm shall eat them. Thou shalt have olive trees throughout all thy coasts, but thou shalt not anoint thyself with the oil. For thine olive shall cast his fruit. 
Thou shalt beget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. All thy trees and fruit of thy land shall the locusts consume. The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. He shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him. He shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee, and shall pursue thee, and overtake thee, till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to keep his commandments, and his statutes which he commanded thee. And they shall be upon thee for a sign, and for a wonder, and upon thy seed for ever. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart, for the abundance of all things, therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger, and in thirst, and in nakedness, and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck, until he have destroyed thee. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flieth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young. And he shall eat the fruit of thy cattle, and the fruit of thy land, until thou be destroyed, which also shall not leave thee either corn, wine, or oil, or the increase of thy kind, or flocks of thy sheep, until he have destroyed thee. And he shall besiege thee in all thy gates, until thy high and fenced walls come down, wherein thou trustedest throughout all thy land. And he shall besiege thee in all thy gates throughout all thy land, which the Lord thy God hath given thee. And thou shalt eat the fruit of thine own body, the flesh of thy sons and of thy daughters, which the Lord thy God hath given thee in the siege and in the straightness, wherewith thine enemies shall distress thee. So that the man that is tender among you, and very delicate, his eye shall be evil toward his brother, and toward the wife of his bosom, and toward the remnant of his children which he shall leave, so that he will not give to any of them of the flesh of his children whom he shall eat, because he hath nothing left him in the siege and in the straightness, wherewith thine enemies shall distress thee in all thy gates. The tender and delicate woman among you, which would not adventure to set the sole of her foot upon the ground for delicateness and tenderness, her eye shall be evil toward the husband of her bosom, and toward her son, and toward her daughter, and toward her young one that cometh out from between her feet, and toward her children, which she shall bear. For she shall eat them for want of all things secretly in the siege and straightness, wherewith thine enemy shall distress thee in thy gates. If thou wilt not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book, that thou mayest fear this glorious and fearful name, the Lord thy God, then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful, and the plagues of thy seed even great plagues, and of long continuance, and sore sicknesses, and of long continuance. Moreover, he will bring upon thee all the diseases of Egypt, which thou wast afraid of, and they shall cleave unto thee. Also every sickness and every plague, which is not written in the book of this law, them will the Lord bring upon thee, until thou be destroyed. And ye shall be left few in number, whereas ye were as the stars of heaven for multitude. 
because thou wouldest not obey the voice of the Lord thy God. And it shall come to pass, that as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good, and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you, and to bring you to naught. And ye shall be plucked from off the land whither thou goest to possess it. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people, from the one end of the earth even unto the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. And among these nations shall thou find no ease, neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest. But the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart, and failing of eyes, and sorrow of mind. And thy life shall hang in doubt before thee, and thou shalt fear day and night, and shalt have none assurance of thy life. In the morning thou shalt say, Would God it were even! And at even thou shalt say, Would God it were morning! For the fear of thine heart wherewith thou shalt fear, and for the sight of thine eyes which thou shalt see. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships by the way whereof I spake unto thee. Thou shalt see it no more again, and there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen, and no man shall buy you. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, Convinced and Then Concerned. This was preached in 1962 on May the 21st. We'll begin at paragraph 18 up to paragraph 24. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. That's it. So you stay with the Word. That's the thing that leads you out. Because God is the Word. And, and we know that Christ is the Word. But today, it's kind of, uh, instead of so much of getting people to the Word and to God and to the Bible, it's come join the church, support some radio program, or, or build some great buildings. You know how it is. And um, you know what I believe the reason this is? Is because that they haven't been convinced yet that it's God with us. I believe that. I believe that people really do that sincerely and think that God is in programs of organizing churches and making big denominations and, and bringing more people in and building finer buildings and so forth like that, that that is God's program. That isn't God's program. It never was. He never did commission us to do that, though as good as they are. He never did say, go into all the world and build schools, yet we like them. They're all right. They're, never did say, go build hospitals, yet thank God for every one of them. That's the other people's business. But the ministers is preach the gospel. And the gospel comes not in word only, but through power and manifestation of the Holy Ghost. That's the commission that to a missionary, and always a missionary is right. Yes, all oh, the people believe, of course, that they believe those things, but there, as my old southern mother used to tell me, your actions speaks louder than your words. That's right. When we see that people turn down the gospel, how can you say you believe the gospel when you turn down the very thing you say you believe? It just don't work. Uh, Jesus said, if you love me, feed my sheep. We don't want to feed them educational programs, and we don't want to feed them denominational weeds, but sheep eat sheep food. That's what it takes to make a sheep fat is sheep food. That's the thing. Right, and sheep food is the gospel. Uh, 
preaching of the power of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bringing him in person to the people. He's not dead, he's alive. And alive forevermore. He's sure tonight. And that's the gospel. Why was John so certain? Because that he knew that this was the Messiah. Because first, he was convinced that it was the Messiah. You cannot, you cannot do very much until you are convinced, and then you become concerned. But until you are convinced, you're not very concerned. I'm sure tonight that people who would criticize divine healing, that would criticize shouting or any other thing that the Bible has or the gifts of the Spirit, the reason that they criticize it is because, or not concerned in it, is because they haven't been convinced yet that it's right. But you let it happen to you once, and then you'll know what's meant to these people. You'll see then, if it's ever, someone said they don't believe in divine healing, you just haven't been sick enough yet. That's all. Uh, you, that's one thing, sure. I'll find a lot of people that says that sickness is a blessing. Ask some doctor if it is. Why is it then you go if you got appendicitis and have the blessing cut out? I'm sure what you want to do that. That's your own theory. Have the blessing cut out? I wouldn't want to do that. I'd just keep it and die, see? But uh, sickness is no blessing. Sickness is a curse of the devil. And Jesus said it was. All right. The reason that John was so concerned is because he was convinced that the approaching time of the Messiah was at hand. Because in the wilderness, he had been told that he was to introduce this Messiah, and he was perfectly convinced that he was right, and was right on time. I like that. See, if you know that you're perfectly convinced, then you're concerned about what you're talking about. How can a man preach the gospel who's not really convinced that he's absolutely got the truth? How can you do that? But when you are convinced that you know, and how can you be convinced if it's not according to the Scriptures? Amen. You must be convinced, then you're concerned. Amen. That's what makes you concerned, is because you are convinced. Um, he knew his time was at hand, and he knew that his message was to preach repentance, and so he was convinced, and therefore he was concerned of getting out his message before the appearing of the Messiah. Now, he wasn't concerned, John wasn't, in big buildings or educational programs, which is all right, they had then. They had men who taken care of that. They had the priests and the rabbis and the builders and the intellectuals of that day. They could take care of that. But to John, he was convinced that the Messiah was somewhere then, right there on earth. And he was convinced that they must repent and make straight the way for his coming. So he was concerned of getting out the message. That ought to be the, if we believe uh, the coming Messiah is at hand, I think we ought to lay aside everything else and be concerned of getting this message in the land John is fastest to do. If we are convinced, but we preach that there's coming a Messiah and want to put a hundred million dollars in a building. And if the Messiah is coming, what good is that going to do? Amen. If we believe it, see, the very, uh, our testimony, our action speaks louder than our words does. If I had a hundred million dollars and I believe the Messiah is coming, I would support a missionary program that would sweep around the country right quick and get a church ready for me. I would do it. 
Therefore, I am convinced that the Messiah is coming soon. And I'm concerned about the gospel getting everywhere that I can know it can be gotten. I'm interested in missionary programs. That's why I'm here tonight to put my words of the gospel with Brother Joseph and these other missionaries is to see that this word gets out because it's got to go to every kindred tribe and nation before he comes. And he's waiting now for that. I don't believe his program's building buildings or educational affairs in the church. I believe it's to get the gospel there for he's waiting for it. It's time past due. I believe this is the time to do it. As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being with us tonight. Like the tune from Emmaus, we can say, did not our hearts burn as he spoke with us along the way? May you help us to take the lessons that we've done and impart them into our lives that they might materialize in the way we carry ourselves and represent you as Christians. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, asking you, Father, to help us stay within the word of God, for therein lies our blessing. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, we'd really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.